Welcome to the podcast of Harvest Baptist Church in Harvest, Alabama. We invite you into our sanctuary as we dive into God's Word with our pastor, Dr. Al Perringer. This morning, I'd like you to take your Bibles and turn to Exodus chapter 4. Read verses 10 to 17 here in just a moment. There's a story about two nomads in the desert, and one nomad asked another nomad to lend him his rope. The latter replied, I can't because I need it for my camel. The first nomad nomad reminded his companion that he didn't even have a camel. To which the companion replied, well, I know that, but when you don't want to lend your rope, one excuse is as good as another. We love to give excuses, all sorts of excuses to get out of things that includes serving God. You see, God has given us gifts to work for him, to serve him through the local church body, but we often forget of those giftings, or we forget of the calling, or we just don't want to do it. So we come up with all these excuses why we can't serve God. Oh, I'm too busy. I'm not capable. And on and on it goes. You know what? If everyone gave excuses, nothing would be done for the kingdom. Thankfully, not are all like that. Today is a special service in which we have the privilege of ordaining two men into the deacon ministry, Jeff Flowers and Connor Stokes. These two men have heeded the call to step up into this office of the church to extend the service that they are already doing for the church, that they have already done for the church, serving us as a local body believers and leading by example of what it means to serve God. Now, you don't have to You don't have to hold one of the two offices in order to serve God. You know, the office is being deacon and pastor. You don't have to be a deacon or a pastor to serve God because God has gifted you for the advancement of his kingdom. And I would think that we would recognize that for the privilege that it is. And I hope to tear down (coughs) any excuse that you might have why you can't serve God. And here in Scripture, we find a guy, he was called to do something very big for God. He tried every excuse in the book to try and get out of it, and it might shock us to see this this biblical hero trying to weasel his way out of following God's call on his life. Moses, he tried to get out from serving God. He had a host of excuses why he couldn't serve God And God shot down every excuse that he gave. And I want us to see that we have no legitimate excuse that prevents us from serving God where he has placed us. And hopefully this will help us to stop making excuses why we're not actively serving God. And just like Moses, we heed the call and we go forth and serve, just like Jeff and Connor are leading by example. I want to read Exodus chapter 4 verses 10 through 17 if you'll stand in reverence to the reading of God's holy word as I read this passage. But Moses said to the Lord, O my Lord, I am not eloquent either in the past or since you have spoken to your servant. I am slow of speech and of tongue. Then the Lord said to him, Who has made man's mouth? Who makes him mute or deaf or seeing or blind? Is it not I, the Lord? 
Now therefore go, and I'll be your mouth and teach you what you shall speak. But he said, Oh my Lord, please send someone else. Then the anger of the Lord was kindled against Moses, and he said, Is there not Aaron, your brother, the Levite? I know that he can speak well. Behold, he is coming out to meet you, and when he sees you, he will be glad in his heart. You shall speak to him and put the words in his mouth, and I will be your mouth and with his mouth, and will teach you both what to do. He shall speak for you to the people, and he shall be your mouth, and you shall be as God to him. And take in your hand this staff with which you shall do the signs. Let's pray. Our God in heaven, use this word to convict us and to move us, Lord, so that, uh, that we, we uh, Lord, can serve you with our whole heart. That is, an, that is a place of praise. That is a place of our hallelujah to show you, Lord, just what you mean to us. And we're just so thankful for that, Lord. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you. You may be seated. And this morning, I want to talk quickly about, you know, God's, the way that God undermined Moses' excuses and how he undermines our excuses, because we don't have an excuse to not serve God. Why don't we have this excuse? Well, number one, we don't have this excuse because God empowers. God empowers now, up to this point, Moses had already been given excuse after excuse after excuse, and, 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 and it just continues of offering excuses. You know, he says, okay, no one's going to listen to me. No one's going to believe me. And now, you know, now he's trying to explain, well, you know, God, I'm not a very good speaker. I mean, literally, it, it says, Lord, Lord, I am not a man of words. I have heavy tongue. I have a heavy mouth. And how does God respond to that? He says in verse 11, who has made man's mouth? Who makes him mute or deaf or seeing or blind? Is it not I, the Lord? You know, God answers by saying, you know what, Moses? I am completely sovereign over everything, including your body, including the parts of your body. You see, God has control of our eyes and our ears and our mouth. And God is saying, I will control your mouth. Yeah, you know what? Maybe in and of himself, Moses had problems with public speaking. But God had the power to overcome that. God has the power to overcome any impediments. And he's able to give strength in whatever we lack. He, he was able to give strength in what Moses thought he lacked. And, you know, this is emphasized in verse 12 where God says he would be in, with Moses' mouth. He would teach him what to say. God says, I will empower you to do what I have called you to do. I don't know about you, but I have heard many Christians give many excuses about a whole lot of different things. I can't share the gospel because I don't know what to say. I can't read the Bible because I can't understand it. I can't serve God through the local church body because I'm not skilled enough or smart enough or fill in the blank enough. And here is God's answer to you. He has sovereign control over you, over your body, over your abilities, over your knowledge. God has sovereign control over everything. And so if he has sovereign control over everything, he is more than capable to empower you to serve him as he has gifted you. 
For example, you know, I think of what Jesus told the disciples about they were going to be put in front of kings and they were going to be put in front of the Sanhedrin and they were going to be persecuted. And he said, don't worry about what you're going to say. Don't, don't you know, worry about coming up with something fancy to tell them. My Holy Spirit will tell you what to say, will guide you what to say. You will be empowered to answer them. You know, I think of uh, later in Exodus, they want to build the tabernacle. God says, I'm going, going to empower some men to be able to build this tabernacle, to fulfill the tasks. You know what? In and of ourselves, no, we do not have the strength. We do not have the capability, but God can give strength. God can give power to overcome those deficiencies. God empowers you for service. But secondly today, not only does God empower, but God also equips. God equips. In verse 13, Moses pretty much outright says, frankly, I just don't want to do it. Send somebody else. You know, he's run out of excuses, I guess. He's finally just saying, look, I don't want to send someone else. You think God's really going to listen to that excuse? Here is God's response. So he, through the rest of the passage, he says, look, I am going to send you Aaron, your brother. He is going to be your mouthpiece. I am equipping you by giving you Aaron. I'm giving you the tools you need. I'm going to give you Aaron. He'll be, he'll, you'll be like God to him, meaning that God will speak to Moses, Moses will speak to Aaron, Aaron will speak to everybody else. And then in verse 17, I mean, it sounds strange. Uh, I, I, I'm giving you a rod. I'm giving you a big stick. You have that big stick, but with that big stick, he was going to do all these miracles. He was going to, the stick was going to be turned into a snake. And, and, then, and then Moses would strike the waters uh, of the Nile and turn everything to blood. So, I mean, he was equipping him with the tools that he needed to get the job done. Moses didn't feel equipped. And that's okay, because Moses didn't have the equipment. You know, Moses may have thought, well, you know, in, in order to fulfill this, I already need to be equipped with this, that, and the other thing. No, you don't already need to be equipped. God will give you the tools. God will give you the equipment. God will equip you to do what he calls you to do. And sometimes we don't serve God because we don't think we have the tools. And so we might be like Moses and say, you know, I don't have the mouth to do it. Or we might say, I don't have the brains to do it. Or we might say, I don't have the skill to do it. Well, you know what? We might not. But if God calls us to something, he will give us the tools. He'll give us the mouth. He'll give us the brain. He will give us the skills. And he does that giving the tools to weak vessels like us so that he gets the honor and glory. Because, you know, if, if we just used our quote-unquote nat natural talents, things that seem to come easy for us, well, who would get the glory and honor for that? We would get the glory and honor for that. If we go with our natural inclinations, what it is that, you know, just seems to come naturally to us, we would get the glory for that but when we do something that is way out of our wheelhouse 
If we do something that goes against the grain of who we are, it's not us. It's God. And He gets the glory. As the cliche goes, God does not call the equipped. God equips the called. You know, left to my own devices, I would not be a preacher. If I would go with my natural inclinations, I would be the guy hiding in the corner, just like, here, let me just do my thing over here. Oh, I hated getting in front of people. I hated speaking in front of people. And then God, you know, God has a sense of humor. I'm going to take this introvert who has social anxiety getting in front of people, and I'm going to call him to be a preacher. <laughs> you know why? So he gets the glory and honor for it because it sure ain't me. And he will do that for you as well. Whatever it is he calls you to do. Because God empowers and God equips. But third, and finally, I want to talk about God's example. I look to Jesus Christ as our example of service. He is the one who came not to be served, but to serve and give his life as a ransom for many. Now, Jesus is God the Son. He could have given a million excuses why he won't go. Father, have you seen these people? You want me to die for them? He could have given excuses, but he did not. He came to die for humanity. He gave no excuses. The Father called on him. Now, you know, I, I don't know exactly how the council of the Trinity worked in eternity past. But the Father called upon the Son to die for a humanity that would rebel against them. And the son said, not my will, but your will be done. He said he would serve in that capacity. And he did. If he did not, we wouldn't be here. We would all be lost. Now that isn't something to give my hallelujah about. I mean, I just don't know what else there is today. And so we serve him because he so served us. He so served us. And today we have the honor of ordaining two men who want to serve Christ by serving this church in the particular role of the office of deacon. Connor Stokes and Jeff Flowers, they, they were already serving in the church, and now they're going to serve even more in this capacity. We, as a church, we are recognizing their heart. We are recognizing their calling. And we solidify this through ordination. And we have a time of prayer over them. And, and so this morning, us ordained staff and, and our, our deacons uh, are going to be praying for them. And as we are, are praying over them, uh, I want you to be praying for this church that we would shine bright in service to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Be praying for yourself about how can you serve in the local church body for the glory and honor of Jesus Christ. Be in prayer for these men. They're just men, just like the rest of us. 
we all have weaknesses. We all ha have troubles. We are not perfect just because we're serving in, in, in a role of pastor or as deacon. But pray protection over us. Because Satan knows if he can start pick, picking off those who are in these particular offices of the church, he can do much damage. And so pray protection over them and us and, and our families. As we, as we do this, Brian and I are going to get the stage set. Uh, I, I know we have uh, some family members uh, 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 of, of the two men who also are ordained. And if you want to join our men uh, up front here in these first two rows, and we're going to have this special time. Uh, but we want to close with an invitation. One, if you're a Christian, I invite you to come to the altar and pray about your service to God. Are you serving? If not, why aren't you serving? And pray for leadership. Where can you serve? Because he is so worthy of that. But maybe there's some here, you're not serving God because you don't know God. You haven't come to faith in, in Jesus Christ. And so I'm going to be up here at the front. I would love to introduce you to my Savior, Jesus, who died for me, who died for you, so that when you believe in him, you will have everlasting life. There might be some here looking for a church home. We would love for you to be part of this family. We have a lot of fun with one another. We have fun serving God, one another. Yeah, we cut up together sometimes, but you know what? You're not going to find a more loving family than here. Thanks for listening to the podcast of Harvest Baptist Church. For more information, visit us online at harvest-baptist.org or find us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. You can also find info on our children's ministry on Facebook at Harvest Baptist Children's Ministry or on Instagram at KidsQuest underscore HBC. Our student ministries on Facebook at HBC Vertical Student Ministry and on Instagram at VSM underscore HBC. We welcome you to join us on Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. We are located at 8999 Waltrana Highway in Harvest, Alabama. Thanks for listening and God bless.